Welcome to the Fulfillment Project Podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Welcome to the episode today, my friend. I got a really neat idea to bring forth a recording from inside a program that I run called the Aligned Sisterhood. The Aligned Sisterhood is a mastermind style program that I run that has courses. It has private coaching from me along with group coaching and an incredible online community for all of us women in business who want to find a new way of operating. We want to learn to harness our feminine energy without sacrificing our goals uh, or any progress that we're making within our business. We are looking to align with the higher version of ourselves. We're looking to bring in more peace, calm, and groundedness into our life and feel like we have the capacity to truly do it all and have it all, but knowing that we first need to be it all first and foremost for ourselves. And so we do a community call every month and our community call that we had this month was all around what are the, what are you under the influence of, particularly looking at the voice of your ego versus your higher self. And so if you've ever caught yourself in a spiral of comparison or self-doubt, fear-based thinking, negative self-talk, guilt, and all that negative fear-based chatter that can go on in our mind. We're going to have a deep look at that, and in particular, the ego. We're also going to be doing an exercise to help you tap into hearing that voice in your mind if it's something that you've never heard. And I also bring forth a lot of stories over the years, and especially this year, of where I've had to really recognize which voice I'm under the influence of, particularly for the shift and rebrand and pivot of my business with starting to host retreats, which was something I'd never done before, and along with writing my book. Whenever we go to do something new or something that we've never done or that we have proof of uh, success in yet, it is a very good ground for our ego to pop up and try to keep us safe, try to keep us small, and try to keep everything the same, which is what the ego wants. And so in this conversation today, I'm going to help you learn how to tap into your higher self and understand what it sounds like, what its motives are, and how you can harness it and learn to spin the direction of your thoughts from ego-based to higher self-based. And so before I uh, bring that recording in, I want to remind you that my Simply Aligned event is coming up on November 18th. The early bird tickets are ending for that on October 31st. And so if you've been interested in the Simply Aligned event, I urge you not to wait because um, you'll, you'll be able to save $50 um, bef- when you get your ticket before the 31st. Simply Aligned is a day event, kind of like a day retreat slash seminar. We have speakers coming in to talk around, talk about topics like intuition, how to harness that for your business or your career. We're going to be talking about finding your alignment blueprint. We're going to be talking about tapping into the feminine energy, how to use that in your business in particular, 
when you are goal focused and direction focused and achievement focused, which is all masculine, we're going to be doing a sound bowl healing ceremony along with exploring two different types of breath work, one particularly for nervous system regulation and training the nervous system to handle more stress without throwing you in a sympathetic state. And then we're also going to be doing a uh, another type of breath work that's particularly focused on bringing in visualizations and clarity and almost like tapping into a psychedelic state without the full effects and the long-term effects from a psychedelic experience. And so, so much cool stuff going on at the event. You can go to simplysarah.com forward slash aligned uh, and grab your early bird ticket if, if that's something that's been on your mind because that's coming up really shortly on November 18th. So excited to sink in to that day with everybody who will be joining us. The other thing I want to mention is my book that's coming out, Follow the Joy. That will be releasing on November 21st and pre-sales are open right now at followthejoybook.com. And if you come to the Simply Aligned event, you will be getting a free copy of my book. And so I hope that I can serve you with those two different things along your alignment journey. And if not, you always have the podcast here to help you as well. All right, let's get into today's episode. I have I have a lot of notes for our call today. And I want to talk about the voice of our ego versus the voice of our higher self. Um, Jennifer, we had a call last week, and I believe we were talking about this as well. One of the things that have been transformational for me over the past couple of years with my awakening and my spiritual journey and just becoming more in alignment is recognizing which voice I'm listening to in my head. And if that's uh, something that's confusing for you, I'll explain in just a moment. Um, But our purpose within this sisterhood is to work on our aligned intelligence, which is a term that I came up with, which means that we learn how to harness the power of our whole self and create self-mastery, where we really understand our physical self, we understand our mental self, our emotional self, we tap into our intuitive self so that we can show up in the world as a full expression of who we want to be and what we want to create. This will create more connection to everyone around you. It will create inspired energy. It will bring us out of our funks and it will make us feel like we are alive with what we're doing in our life, which is what we all want. I don't believe that anybody wants to be or feel like they are a fraction of the person that they could be. And so in order to do this, we need to create some awareness, you know, which is why, you know, in that first course, um, Debbie, I know you're just starting to go through that. The other ladies have, um, are getting through it or have been through it, uh, creating some awareness around things that are going on in our life, awareness around our emotions, awareness around some cognitive distortions going on in our mind. And once we have this awareness, then we can start to awaken a different possibility, shake up our lives, get out of our regular routines, open up our brains a little bit differently and bring us out of these funks that we can get into. Afterwards, then we need to activate. And recognizing the difference between your ego and your higher self is part of that activation, part of recognizing that bigger potential we have, part of recognizing that sovereign being within all of us that doesn't need to be driven by the ego, which is based in fear. When we recognize what we're under the influence of, then we can determine whether our thoughts or emotions are valid 
for the direction that we want to go in. Cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT, uh, something I've been studying the past couple of years, really looks at the triangle and the relation between our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions or behaviors, and how our thoughts will drive our emotions and our behaviors. Our emotions will drive our thoughts and our behaviors, and the things we do will influence how we think about ourselves or the world around us, which then impact our emotions. And so recognizing the thought patterns going through our mind is so key to recognize how our behaviors are being played out that way, along with how we're feeling emotionally. I know for myself, and I can only speak for myself, my emotions have dictated sometimes whether I feel like doing something or not. My emotions have dictated how I feel about myself or the world around me. And so we need to learn to harness harness all three of these and have them work for us. And in particular, we're going to be talking about our thoughts today on the call. And so what are you under the influence of? This is actually a section in my book, um, and I think it's very valuable to bring up on the call. Uh, anybody who's ever drinking alcohol can understand what the effects of alcohol can do to our inhibitions, our behavior, our thoughts, our emotions. And the same is true for anything else that we are under the influence of. We're very uh, influential creatures. We take in a lot of information. And a lot of us, when we're looking to personally develop or spiritually develop ourselves, we become really keen on who we want to surround ourselves with, maybe the books that we want to read, the podcasts that we want to take in, all of that information coming in. But sometimes we don't look at that voice inside of us and how that is influencing our emotions and our behaviors. And so let's just become familiar with this voice in our mind or a voice in our head if we haven't already recognized it. Um, this can seem like that incessant chatter that might always go be going through your mind, um, that voice inside talking to you, telling you to do things, telling you not to do things. But some people haven't tapped into listening to that, that voice and listening to that voice really keenly. And so just as an exercise here, if this is something that's new for you, in your mind, without using your voice, I just want you to say the word joy. Now, I want you to say it three times in a row. And now I want you to say it as a question. So the ladies here on the call, did you recognize the, did you hear it first off? Did you hear it? Hands up. Did you hear it? Okay. Did you hear the different tone when you maybe asked, asked it as a question? Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's the voice in our head. And, you know, the next cool question becomes, well, Am I, you know, the one hearing the word or am I the one saying the word? And the, the cool thing is that, it, that it's actually both. And so we're the thinker and the doer. We're the, the creator and the observer. And what's really neat about this and the, the power we can harness is that we can control that voice in our mind once we become aware of it. But without awareness, we cannot change anything. And so as you're going through the next week or the next two weeks, you know, moving forward, obviously, with all of your uh, awareness work and, and alignment work that we're doing, is to start listening to that voice in your mind. And not to put too much pressure, we don't need to change the thought process right away. But just as long as we're noticing 
that chatter going through our mind, we're more likely to pick up on what's the ego and what is our higher self. And so this voice is made up of two parts, our ego and our higher self. And being able to recognize the difference between them will be able to recognize, you'll be able to witness what are you under the influence of and if it's serving you or not. And so our ego is not bad and it's not wrong. And I don't want to demonize the ego at all because we need it. It's that ingrained survival mechanism that we have that provides safety for us. If we are walking down the street in an alley late at night and we think that maybe someone is walking behind us or following us, well, we could listen to the ego that will tell us to run or maybe the higher self going, oh, I wonder if they're a loving being. Maybe I can make a friend. So like the ego is not bad, right? And we need to be discerning into which situation and which voice that we should listen to. And so the ego is based in fear because it is our ingrained survival mechanism, which is good. We want to be able to have this. The ego's main role is to keep you safe and to keep you comfortable. Now, unfortunately, that doesn't serve us when we want to do something different in our life that we're not doing. If we want to step up into higher leadership, create something that we've never created, step out in the world differently than we've ever done. That is something that's different. That is something that is outside of the comfort zone. That is something that the ego doesn't know what that looks like or what that is. So it will try to keep us small, which is why we can feel like, ah, oh, like, why can't I just do this? Or why can't I have that confidence in myself? Why can't I step up and do the things that I desire to do. So our, that, and, and it's most likely because of our ego holding us back. Whereas our higher self, that is the self that's connected to love. So the ego is based in fear. The higher self is based in love. Now there's many different opinions on exactly what the higher self is. Um, and it's something that's very intangible. And so from my personal opinion and from what I've witnessed within myself and all the resources and things that I have read, I believe that the higher self is connected to universe, God, divine, spirit, whatever language works for you there is fine. I also believe the higher self is connected to our intuitive self, that fourth part of our whole self. And our higher self talks to us through our intuition. And so our higher self knows what our desires are. Our higher self wants us to do all that we desire, have all that we desire. Our higher self wants us to be joyful, wants us to be at peace, wants us to be in those higher elevated emotions that are outside of fear. And so what I kind of look at this as is, okay, I got the bully in my head and then I also have my best friend. And so being able to decipher, okay, is my bully talking to me or is my best friend talking to me? And I'm going to go through, I have 10 different examples. Um, if you see me looking over on a sheet over here, I'm just referring to my notes. I have 10 different examples that I want to go through to help you be able to decipher this voice in your head and be able to, and I'm going to give some examples as well. And especially this year, as I've been transferring my business and pivoting and writing a book and doing a lot of things that I've never done before, I've really had to get a hold of this voice inside my head or else I would not have been able to 
make this shift as seamlessly as it has been. And so the ego, since it's based in fear, it likes to think that we are separate from other people. So the ego likes to create separation. The ego likes to judge. The ego likes to point out all the things that are different. Whereas our higher self believes that we are all connected and that we are all one, that we are all the same. We're all going through our same stuff. It's very compassionate. The ego likes to compete or thinks that you need to compete to get ahead of other people. Whereas the higher self really believes that there's nothing to fear. We only need to compete when we feel like we are in fear or someone is going to take something from us or that we need to be better than someone else. The ego believes that or would have us believe that we're not good enough. And if we're not good enough, then we'll just stay the same just as we are. Whereas the higher self believes that you are perfect just the way you are and that you deserve all that you desire and more. The ego would have us believe that we need to hustle and struggle for what we desire. Whereas the higher self knows that everything is unfolding perfectly. Everything has its divine timing and that you are exactly where you need to be, even if that doesn't seem clear for you right now. The ego would have us believe that there is not enough or that we are always lacking something. So that desire of like, oh, I'm missing something or I need more, or if I just get this thing, then I'll be worthy or valid. Whereas the higher self has this abundance outlook to it. It has this infinite supply outlook. And when we have this infinite supply outlook, then we don't feel like we need to compete or we don't feel like we need to be different or we don't feel like we are separate from others. And so the ego's motive is fear. It has that fear mechanism to stop you, to keep you where you are, to keep you comfortable and to keep you more or less small in this context of conversation because we're talking about going after our dreams. Whereas the higher self, its motive or weapon of choice is always love. And so we must always ask ourselves, am I operating out of fear or am I operating out of love? Let me go through 10 very clear examples of the difference between this voice. And I kind of want you to look over maybe the past couple of weeks or the past month of how you've been operating, the thought process going through your mind. And maybe some of these examples can help create more clarity. And like what I said at the beginning of this, we don't always need to think there's something wrong with us or that we're doing something wrong. That would be the ego to have you believe that. But just witnessing the two different voices and knowing that you have two different options will allow you to start questioning your thought process and start looking at, well, where is this coming from? Because the ego, since it is based in fear, it will come from past wounds, um, traumas, or pain points that we've had. And there are five main wounds that we will operate from within the ego. There is the wound of rejection. There is the wound of abandonment. There is the wound of injustice. There is the wound of humiliation. And there is the wound of betrayal. So if we look back over our lives of when did I feel rejected? When did I feel abandoned? Or was I abandoned by someone in my life? Did I feel a lack of justice? Did I have injustice put on me where I felt like something wasn't fair? 
That shouldn't have happened to me. That's not right. Did we have any pain points of humiliation where we maybe felt embarrassed, um, where we felt like we were um, put in a spotlight or laughed at or felt shameful? Um, or were, did we have any pain points of betrayal where someone did something to us, um, where we felt uh, like, yeah, be- betrayed? That's, <laughs> I think that's as, as it in and of itself. And if we know anything about wounds, they most likely come from when we were younger or in those really developing stages. And a lot of the times when it comes to these wounds, when we were children, we didn't have the cognitive or emotional capacity to be able to process these properly. As an example, um, one of my big wounds is rejection. I had bullying all through grade nine and grade 10, and I felt rejected um, by a lot of girls. Um, I had food thrown at me in the cafeteria, like names. It was a lot. There was humiliation there as well. And so growing up, I found it really difficult to connect with women. I found it really difficult to trust other women. I found it difficult to form really deep um, bonds and, and open up myself in those vulnerable ways to be able to let, let women in. Which is why I think I'm so passionate now about bringing women together and, you know, creating wholeness with us and creating that confidence within ourselves because of what I had been through. But I always do need to look out for that wound of rejection or whenever my ego is saying, oh, like, you're not good enough or why would they listen to you or like, who do you think you are? All of that can come from the wound of rejection. And so we need to have this awareness because there's so much unconscious thought patterning and behavior patterning and emotional patterning within us that ultimately is what is creating our reality, how we're showing up in the world, the decisions that we're making, the behaviors that we are acting on. And so let me go through the, these 10 points and just kind of have some awareness of like, oh yeah, like I, I was thinking that, or I did catch myself thinking that. And a lot of times it's good to look in hindsight here And then once we have some awareness, we can gain that present moment awareness to be able to stop our thought patterns in the process and ask, well, how would my higher self deal with this? So the first one we're going to talk about is the voice of your higher self will always have you feeling positive emotions, whereas the voice of your ego will bring you down into negative emotions. And so just to ask yourself, like, how am I feeling right now? Because our thoughts drive our emotions. Tony Robbins said this. I heard him say this back for the very first time. I think it was in like 2010. I was listening to a YouTube video and he said, what you focus on, you feel. And that always stayed with me. And another way of saying that is, you know, your thoughts drive your emotions. And so paying attention to like how we're feeling and negative, obviously positive feelings are joy, feeling love, feeling like we're at peace with our lives. Whereas those negative can come in the form of feeling guilty, maybe feeling shame, or just having an overall sense of not feeling good enough or or worthy about what we're going after. A personal example for myself is uh, taking downtime away from work. You know, running a business um, or having a high-powered career or just being like really focused on driving our, our goals forward 
sometimes we can feel like we're never doing enough or that we should always be working or that we can't turn our brain off. And I've, I used to have a lot of issues taking downtime without feeling guilty, without feeling I, I should be doing this or I could be doing that. So looking for thought patterns of I should be or I could be can recognize when you're in a thought pattern of guilt. And then coming back to what I've had to do with myself is, you know, let's say I've decided to stop working at two o'clock in the afternoon because I was just done whatever I needed to get done for the day. But sometimes my, my thought pattern will be like, well, why can't you just work till you want to have dinner? Which I could, I could do that. But why not take downtime and rest and recover and give myself that space because I'm an entrepreneur and can decide the hours that I want to work, which is the whole reason why I went into business. And so really looking at how can I be in joy in this moment? Because when we are in joy, we are not in fear. And in joy means to enjoy. And so when we are not enjoying or when I was not enjoying that space I was taking for myself, I was replacing it with like guilt or shame for not working. And I've really had to recognize that voice in my mind and being able to shift that narrative in my head. And sometimes when we're shifting the narrative, it's it will seem very conscious. Like, Sarah, sit down and enjoy this moment. Let's do a meditation. Let's get out of your head. What is something that can get me in the present moment that I'm going to enjoy? Maybe I'm going to go for a walk, or maybe I'm going to call a friend, or maybe I'm going to do this hobby that I enjoy doing. And so sometimes when we're looking to shift this narrative, it can seem very conscious and very uh, intentional which is what it should be at the beginning because you're looking to switch those two different voices or motives within your mind. The second point here is the voice of your higher self is always going to be loving and accepting of you, whereas your ego is going to be very judgmental and critical. And so this can look like either having compassion and confidence for yourself in what you're doing Or on the opposite side, it can be looking like putting yourself down um, or putting others down and being in that that judgment mindset. Uh, For myself, this has shown up as perfectionism um, and not giving myself enough credit for all that I do, thinking I should always be doing more, which is always coming from the ego. And so a way that has helped me do this is like really take a step back and see that third person position of who I am, what I'm doing in my life, how far I've come, you know, the positive influences around me or the positive shifts that I've made in my life to be able to bring in some compassion for ourselves. Because if we're always overcritical, we're never bringing in that compassion and love. Again, is our our thoughts being driven by fear and ego or are they being driven by our higher self and through love? Uh, The third point here is The higher self is encouraging and supportive for you, uh, whereas the ego is very discouraging and dismissive. And so if you feel like you are never good enough, that is always coming from the ego because it comes back to this, you need to be doing more or you're not good enough or you need to do this in order to feel valid. Whereas the higher self, you are good just as you are. You are perfect just as you are. Will you evolve? Yes, of course. Will you continue to grow? Yes, of course. Will you maybe look back on your life a year from now and see maybe where you were, maybe not in a great place that you liked and how far you came? Absolutely. 
But when we're always thinking that we need to be somewhere that we're not, this is when we're going to stay in struggle. And this is what the ego does. It allow it makes us stay in struggle. It makes us feel separate from our true whole, whole selves. Whereas our higher self will be that expression of encouraging and supportive for where we are and where we're going. The fourth point here is our higher self is always interested in our growth and expansion, while our ego is more interested in keeping us small and safe. I talked about this earlier. Ego's main mechanism is to keep us safe, is to protect us. And so whenever we have a thought of growth, of expansion, of a new idea, of doing something new, of bringing something new into our life, a new desire that comes in, that always comes from our higher self. And when we get those hits of inspiration or those ideas or desires and they feel good and they feel inspirational, exciting, it's because they come from our higher self. But sometimes after that initial download or thought or spark of inspiration, then the ego can kick in and try to talk us down from that. Try to you know keep us small, try to tell us why it's not a good idea or why we shouldn't do that or why we couldn't do that. So really being... Um, recognizing of that. Some small things that I've recognized with this, uh, especially with like patterns and routines, I'm a, I used to be a stickler for like using the same thing all the time. So like a mug, I like a mug that I had to use like every morning. And if someone was using it, it would like, it would like irk me. I'm like, no, like that's my mug, but that, that's the ego. And these are like these small little things that we can catch of like, why am I not open to like using a different mug or why am I not open to allowing someone else to use that? Um, and so like these, these need to control or keep things the same that don't allow us to expand or don't allow us to grow is always that ego kicking in. Um, other thing I've noticed with this one as well is going to a different restaurant um, and maybe ordering something new that you don't know about. And there's like, ah, oh, like, what if I don't like it? Or like, what if it's not like my favorite meal on this menu that I always love? And I, I always admired Joe because he's such a, such a boisterous, like free spirit. And we would, when we used to travel a lot before uh, the pandemic days, uh, he'd show up at a restaurant and he'd be like, you order me what you would want to order off the menu. And my ego would just be like, like, how could, how could you do that? Like, oh my goodness. Like, what if you don't like it? What if they order something that's like disgusting and my meal is ruined? But, but, and sometimes he would get something that wasn't really ideal or that he didn't enjoy, but he enjoyed the experience of the spontaneity. And then other times he would get a meal that he like, didn't even know existed or would not even consider ordering. And it was like the, like over the top experience for him. And so small little things of just like shifting us out of our comfort zone can open up different experiences and allow us to be able to train ourselves to allow more ease for the things in our life and how they're unfolding or the patterns that we get stuck in. My fifth point here is the voice of your higher self knows that you are capable and deserving of anything that you desire. It's that infinite mindset, right? Whereas the voice of our ego will tell us that we're not good enough or that we don't deserve something. And this can look like us either feeling really confident and worthy for what we're going after, or it can come in the form of imposter syndrome and self-sabotage. Uh, I had to really work on this one this spring as I was shifting my messaging, as I was shifting my brand, as I was uh, bringing in new offers. You know, I hosted a retreat for the very first time um, and it 
really required me to relearn a different identity in a new space, which our ego will hold us back of, you know, no, you're Sarah, like the business coach who teaches strategy and launches and marketing. I'm like, no, I want to be Sarah, like the business coach for the woman behind the business to help her show up bigger and better and more of her aligned, authentic self so that she feels amazing with everything that she's doing. Because I had learned if I was just teaching strategy and someone wasn't aligned, the the results in their business just weren't taking flight at all. And with recognizing those patterns within myself. And so this spring, really recognizing what voice that I was listening to, um, especially, oh no, I'll get to that in the point coming down. Sorry, I was going to get ahead of myself. My point number six is the voice of your higher self is always trying to help you move forward, whereas the voice of your ego is always trying to hold you back. And so this can look like really uh, having faith with the direction that you're moving in. And I know faith can be something really hard to grasp onto, especially when we're faced with uncertainty, because the ego hates uncertainty. And this is why we, we can get stuck in patterns or just behaviors that we're always in, because your ego can predict them. Even if it's a behavior that you know you don't, it isn't for your highest good or isn't leading you somewhere, at least your ego knows what's going to happen, even if it's detrimental to you. So having faith and coming from a place of love of how we're moving forward, as opposed to procrastination or self-doubt or fear. I saw this one come up a lot this fall for me with writing my book. And so when we have these ideas or we want to do these things, if we catch ourselves procrastinating or putting something off or having that self-doubt kick in or like, oh, what are people going to say? Or who am I to do this? And all that negative chatter that comes up in our mind. I had to watch this with, with my book. I was catching myself like procrastinating or like, oh, do I, am I really going to share this story in there? Like afraid of being seen, afraid of what people are going to say. Do I know how to write and put a book together? Like, I don't know. Like, can I do this? I really had to watch that negative self-talk around all of that or else I would not have been able to move forward. And look, working with my higher self and, and from that place of like faith, like, no, you didn't get this idea and this idea didn't stay in your head and you didn't get, you know, confirmation from so many people that this was a great idea and that you should do this for no reason. I always come back to that with my ideas. If I have an idea and it feels really good for me and it inspires me and I'm like, and I know that it will, it will push me, it will force me to grow. And I'm also getting confirmation either through synchronicities or um, people saying that, yes, it's a great idea or it makes sense or this will, this will unfold perfectly or people coming out of the work woodwork to want to help me with stuff like this, like my editor did. Uh, I know that I need to move forward with something, especially if that thought train keeps unfolding to like the next thought and the next thought and the next thought. Any of you who have started a business, it just started with an idea. But as that thought started to unfold and it started to feel more right for you, it was most likely the right move for you to do because of that thought process unfolding and because of that inspiration building. But then, of course, that ego inside of us wants to keep us small and doesn't want us to take risks and wants us to stay the same and doesn't like uncertainty and doesn't know how to lean on faith. This is when we must learn to lean on our higher self and come from a place of love and compassion and kindness and trust and growth and expansion to be able to rely on our faith. 
So I just found that highly interesting this uh, this fall. And now whenever I recognize my ego, I'm always like, ah, hello, like there you are, like there you are. What would my higher self say in this situation? So when we know the two different languages and the two different tones and the two different motives, then we can say, okay, how would my higher self act in this? How would my higher self talk to me through this? How would my higher self show up in this situation? And then we can act from that place. My seventh point is the voice of your higher self is always confident and optimistic, whereas your ego is doubtful and pessimistic, which I think can be very obvious now as we're getting down into these points. And so our higher self is always that positive self-talk and it's always seeing the silver lining in everything as opposed to always looking at the glass as half empty and always seeing things from a negative perspective. Before I really started doing this work and really tapping into what was my ego and what was my higher self, I was recognizing that whenever an idea came to me from someone else or I was posed a situation from someone else, I immediately would go to the negative. I would immediately go to all the things that could go wrong or everything that could be negative in that situation. Um, And then I was even watching myself if someone would ask me how something went. I would say, oh, yeah, it went good, but blah, 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 blah. And I would say like all the negative things. So really watching how you're talking or reacting to other people is a great one to see into this point of how pessimistic or how negative maybe your mind automatically goes to situations or questions that you're asked. And being able to, so how I really deciphered this and turned this spin around on this one was catching myself going to the negative and then like literally stop talking. I'm like, oh, wait, no, let me start over. I've said, I've done that so many times, especially in conversations with Joe. I'm like, oh, no, like, let's just stop this train of thought or this train of words. And how can I turn this around to talk about all the wonderful things that happened in this situation? And again, it's just retraining that automatic thought process that comes from probably the decades of how your mind has been operating. Um, My eighth point here is the voice of your higher self trusts the process and believes in your ability to create the life that you want, whereas your ego will always look for doubts. And so this can look like having realistic expectations, uh, being easy on yourself, and not giving up even when things start to get tough. Again, we need to bring in compassion. Uh, Whereas our ego will be very hard on ourselves. It will always want more. It will never think we're enough. It will set unrealistic expectations. And so that could be that you need to be the best at something. So for example, if I'm writing a book and I'm like, well, I'm not going to write a book unless I'm a New York Times bestselling author. Like so unrealistic. Would I love that? Absolutely. I would love that. But it's just not realistic for my first book. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so having realistic expectations for where we are this, the level we're at, the, the maybe audience that we have, or our ability to you know, achieve what we want to achieve. The ego will also run us into the ground. And again, this is like the you know, always thinking we need to do more or be more or have more. And so if you're someone who's ever been in a cycle of burnout, um, this is where the ego will come in, where it will just run you into the ground because it doesn't think that you're doing enough or you're not enough or you're achieving enough. So watching that voice and coming back to, am I, sitting, am I setting realistic expectations for myself? From 
and from numerous capacities, from what you're doing to how your schedule is set up to the amount of clients that you take on um, to how much exercise you're doing or what your diet is like, like everything. The ego will always want more, whereas the higher self will always know what's realistic and for your highest good for the best possible outcome in the long run. My ninth point here is the voice of your higher self is wise and compassionate, whereas your ego can be very limited. And so this can look like having a deep knowing as opposed to making decisions strictly from logic or ration or reason. And this is where tapping into our intuition because our higher self talks to us through our intuition. And so in 2019, as a personal example, I ran myself into the ground completely by the end of the year. And I was miserable, even though we had our highest income year yet. And I was judging my success based on income numbers. I obviously still cared about my clients. I obviously still cared about the quality of work that I was putting out, but it wasn't a benchmarker for my success. My success was also not rooted in my overall well being, the balance I was having in my life, and all those other very important markers. And so by the end of the year, I was completely run down and I had to go back to look at like, okay, what was I under the influence this year? I was under the influence of hustle culture, which tells us that, you know, we need to be working 24 seven. I was following entrepreneurs who did not promote balanced lifestyle. Everything was based on income and productivity and how much you can get done in a short amount of time, which there's nothing wrong with those things. But we have to be careful what we're being driven by. I was also being driven by my ego saying, ah, if you can hit this income goal, like then you will be a quote unquote success. Then you will feel like you've made it. Then you will feel, you know, worthy of, of being an entrepreneur. And the reality was I hit the goal, but was absolutely miserable, burnt out, and didn't even care about the money at that point because it was making my physical and mental health suffer. And so when I started this conversation, you know, asking you to really look at what are you under the influence of, this is a very important point, especially in business, to not always go from logic or reasoning or what sounds good on paper or what would be healthy just for the bank account and really tapping into that deep knowing and that intuition for what is right for you, uh, especially as business owners, where we are the business. Like if we can't show up as our highest or we don't want to show up as our highest, then we will not attract what we want. We will not serve at our highest and we'll become completely disconnected from something that we are actually choosing to do. Like we're choosing to run a business. Or even if you just have a career, you're like, you're choosing that career. And so if we're operating from a place of struggle and hustle and ego-based desires, then we're never going to feel good because the ego does not feel good, feed good positive emotions. And my last point here is the voice of your higher self is present focused, where the voice of your ego is either past or future focused. This is really important to decipher, especially if you're having really low grade emotions, or we could say even mild depression or despair or disappointment. This means we're always ruminating on the past of something that should have happened or could have happened if you had said something differently or acted differently. This brings us into a really low state. 
And the problem is there's nothing you can do about something that happened in the past. Can we look back and maybe have acted differently or done something differently or, you know, had the outcome of a situation come about differently? Maybe. But ruminating over something that already happened and you can't change sets us in such a negative spin that's really hard to pull ourselves out because the ego can't solve that problem. Whereas if we are projecting our thoughts too far into the future, this is where we can run on anxiety or a mental loop of trying to predict something or trying to ensure we make an outcome happen just by ruminating over and over and over again. It will send us in just a loop of unperpetuating thoughts that just have no end. And this is really the point of the ego. Like it gives the ego something to do. So either I'm going to live in the past and I'm going to ruminate over all of this that happened just to keep myself busy, or I'm going to project myself into the future and think and think and think and think and think. Because the higher self lives in the past or the present, or sorry, the ego lives in the past or the present, whereas the higher self lives in the present. So ego, past or future, higher self, present. And in the present moment, the mind doesn't need to do anything, which is very anxiety ridden for the ego. The mind, the ego mind wants to keep chattering, 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 which is why breath work is so fabulous for this work, which is why meditation is so fabulous for this work to get you out of your head and into your body, out of your head and into the present moment to be able to stop those ego-based thought trains before they get away from us. And then we don't even realize that we're thinking like that. And we don't know why we're in such a crummy mood or why we're having anxiety or why we're just in such a low grade uh, emotion or energetic state. I really caught myself uh, in future-based thought patterns in the spring. I was hosting my very first retreat. I've hosted many live events um, and I have no problem getting up and speaking in front of people or hosting calls or giving a lecture or a seminar or a podcast. Um, but I never hosted a retreat where I was in a very intimate um, atmosphere with a group of women for three days. And I caught myself on those weeks leading up to it in a thought pattern of, well, what if this happens? Or, you know, are you going to be able to like fill the space with like activity or are they going to be entertained or are you going to be able to host a good time? And like, all this stuff that I couldn't predict. And when I would catch myself in those thought patterns, I would take a few deep breaths and I would work on getting myself into my body, downgrading from my mind and into my body and telling myself, you have the ability to figure it out, figure it out in the moment. You have the ability to figure it out in the moment. You have the ability to figure it out in the moment. And when we can have that trust in ourselves and when we can have that faith that the higher self loves and be able to talk ourselves down from those thought patterns, this is when life becomes very peaceful. This is when we gain calmness because calmness only exists in the present moment. So when our ego mind is ruminating on the past or in those future moments, there's, there's a, always a sense of unsettledness. And when we have unsettledness, it's hard to raise our vibrational frequency. It's hard to increase our consciousness. It's hard for us to feel good. It's hard for us to have faith. And so that's why all the work that we're doing here in the sisterhood is really focused on taming the ego, gaining control over it, 
sense, the ego most likely has control over us if we're feeling out of alignment or out of control or a sense of dis-ease with our life or disconnection, um, because that ego will have you live in struggle. And so over the next, you know, few weeks, like really just have this awareness, have this awareness and have this conscious awareness. And so self-awareness is obviously having information and insight on ourself. And it can be easy to look back over the past, you know, if you even think about, you know, your morning before we were on this call, your morning, what were you doing? How were you feeling? What kind of state you were in? You'd be able to tap in and have some self-awareness of yourself in that moment. Whereas conscious awareness is when we are conscious in the present moment, aware of the state we're in and why we're in that state. And awareness is always that first step to change. And yes, we can have awareness over something that happened and be able to like pinpoint, you know, those moments of like, oh yeah, that's why I was led into that feeling or why I was led into that thought train or why I behaved that way. But when we can have conscious awareness and be in the present moment and be able to catch our thought train and be able to stop it and literally just stop it by talking to yourself differently or even journaling or writing affirmations or doing a breath work or doing a meditation allows us to stop the spin. Energy and motion likes to stay in motion and our thoughts are nothing other than energy. Our emotions are nothing other than energy. So until we stop the spin of that energy and start to move it into a different direction, we'll never be able to course correct the influences that we're under. And so over the next, you know, few weeks or even over the next day, like just tap in and just ask, oh, am I under the influence of my ego here or am I under the influence of my higher self? And if you're in a low-grade emotion or if you catch yourself in anxiety or you catch yourself in self-doubt, the best question you can ask yourself is, how would my higher self act in this? Or how would my higher self think? Or what do I need from my higher self to self-soothe me in this situation or to do something or to think a different way? And that can instantly stop that thought pattern and do this pattern interrupt to make us start seeing and thinking a different possibility, which will ultimately start the spin of that energy into a different direction. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it served you well and you have more awareness around which voice is talking to you in your head. Sometimes even tapping into how we feel can allow us to see which chatter is going on. A lot of the times we don't even notice the thought that the thoughts that are going through our mind, especially if they are unconscious. And so even just tapping into the way that you feel will really be able to tell you what you're under the influence of. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. As a reminder, my Simply Aligned event is coming up on November 18th. You can go and grab your early bird ticket at simplysarah.com forward slash aligned or grab my book on pre-order at followthejoybook.com. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysarah.com, is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.